Hey everybody, welcome back to a snug podcast. I'm not entirely sure everyone was ready, but I got that vibe from the way everyone went silent, so we're going to roll with it. I am never separate, I am your host, and I have fun stuff to talk about, and I'm all alone, just kidding, I also have with me Gwen the Bard, what's up friend? Hey. I was muted when you said that, and I was about to start. I was laughing. Just like, yep. Glad I didn't go over that with laughter. <laughs> <sighs> How are you? I'm good. I'm here. Good. Awesome. I'm awake. That's a good start. That's a good start. If you're gonna do a podcast, being awake is right next to bare minimum of being alive. So, yeah, we have that. Oh, good. I've got bare minimum then. You've got bare minimum. But who, kidding. but who are you? Um, I don't know. Who am I? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. We can't figure it out. <laughs> I wouldn't say bare minimum, though. She's wearing that fancy vet trial skin. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I did do bare minimum to get the vet trial skin, though, actually. Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh. Okay. So anyway. that's, that is gone crazy. What what's up? Nothing much. Sweet. I'm here. We're all I'm back here. In, back back in the uh, proper oblivion plane or not oblivion plane. <laughs> <laughs> the proper non-oblivion plane. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. I'm tired. It's fine. Yep. Awesome. Uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, what have you been up to lately, Gwen? Anything in game, out of game, fun stuff? Uh, in game, well, I just played two Tales of Tribute matches and totally, of course, uh, win when I did not pick up the daily because that's how that works. Uh, <laughs> and then I picked up the daily afterwards and then I lost because that's how that works. Um, Every time I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get more whispers, been failing. We all got lost together in the atonement of annihilation, right? Or Blackwood. We had oh, tried yeah. to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we failed. I forgot about that. <laughs> right? We got all stuck on different islands. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did. It was great. It was horrible. And then we had to run the Imperial City sewers. And I, of course, was like, oh yeah, we'll just run through this. It's quick. I know how to do this one. This is easy. Thinking of White Gold Tower and learned I never actually have run Imperial City sewers yet. So I abandoned the quest to not turn in so I could actually enjoy it later. And yeah. Nice. I, w- I will say at least the person that was our random pug wasn't uh, wasn't bad. They were they were plowing through too. So that was the They good were speedy Gonzales. Cuz yeah. initially mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, well we'll just do the quest." And it's like, "Never mind. We will not do the quest." Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the the tank wasn't even really doing any real tanking, and we still managed to get through it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a base game dungeon. It's fine. Yeah. The tank didn't have to tank. Right. Well, well no, Imperial Imperial City Prison came when Cyrodiil came. Like, I think I think I'm not sure that ICP was in the game when it launched. Oh, now I'm going to look it up. It's still base game now. It's close enough. It's close enough. It's an early dungeon, one way or the other. 
It's one of those, true. if you don't have it at, during Medier Mayhem, it's free in the Crown Store thing. Um, Is it only free during Medier Mayhem? I have no idea. It might be free year-round. They just might advertise it during Medier Mayhem. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Remember, it was my first time actually going into that dungeon for some reason. A That's of... true. <laughs> I don't know how I avoided that this long. A lot of games seem to be taking the approach of making player versus player environments um, free for everybody. I mean, it helps boost the player base for people trying to get into that. For sure. Yeah, some people just want to kill each other. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So did you find that yet, Crazy? Or are you looking that up right now? I'm looking it up right now. Right The now. only reason I say that is because there was a time when, in order to access Imperial City, like, your faction had to own... Uh, like, it wasn't unlocked like it is now to everyone. I feel like I remember that from when I first started playing hmm. the game. But I... My brain hurts, so I'm not sure. Hmm. Cool. Well, while you're looking that up, um, I have actually been able to play a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit. And I decided, uh, especially, I, I wanted it anyway, but after we had Lotus on recently and he talked about how uh, how much fun he was having using Oconsole and playing around with that, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get this thing done. So I started farming the leads, and uh, right before we got on, I actually... Uh, I had logged out last time next to one of the volcanic vents, and when I logged in, it was active. So I went ahead and uh, participated in that. And once it was done, grabbed the uh, chest equivalent thing, whatever that's called, and dropped. And my lead dropped, so knocked that out. And I'm now the proud owner of a shiny oaken soul ring. Woohoo! Woohoo! And yeah. So I'll play around with uh, setting some stuff up with that. Maybe after we're done with the show, we'll see. Um, I have, in the process of hunting for uh, those leads, grabbed several other leads I need to knock out, too. Uh, a couple for some of the other mythics and a couple for some furnishings and things. And, yeah, that's been about the equivalent other than, you know, us running the dungeon and uh, the public dungeon trying to get uh, Gwen's lead and... Um, other than that, that's been about, about my, my game time. So, yeah. Any luck yet? They are crazy. Yeah. I just finally, I, I have been farming off and on for that last lead that I needed for Oak and Soul, uh, pretty much off and on all week. And, uh, it completely eluded me until, um, we just started the show a few minutes ago. <laughs> so I there finally... So what'd you say? There was much Janus. Yeah, there was so much Janus. I think I yelled, yay, into the mic when it happened. Um, I had to take off my headset. You were so loud. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was a well-preserved loud, though. <laughs> so I finally finally got it. So now I have it on PlayStation as well. And hooray, now I can mess around with it when I want to, if I ever have time, if which you I ever, might never. If you ever do, yeah. <laughs> yep. So... Yeah, I got to do that. Um, other things that I've been up to... Uh, I tried Vet Moongrave Fane last night. 
got completely owned uh, at the Geyser Boss. Um, I was running it with Toasted Peanut and um, Max and Geek uh, from the PC side of Lore Seekers. And I'm going to tell you what, they're amazingly patient and awesome um, because I spent a lot of time dead. <laughs> particularly during that boss. Like, the first few things were not a big deal on Vet, and I'm like, okay, we actually might, like, this This might be good. We might, we might, we might do this uh, in a reasonable amount of time. And then we got to that, like, blocks where you have to cover the, you know, the fireball geysers thing, and there's one um, particular phase where it kept putting them on the same side of the arena, and I just, like, neither P nor, nor I could hit the blocks consistently enough to get them over there but it was also like almost two in the morning for me so there's that <laughs> um but we did that uh last week when i wasn't here and you all did your did the show um i was actually meeting uh cash so i went and met him and hung out with him um and also another lore seeker booch uh, so I saw both of them and got to see them in real life, and, and that was awesome. So, um, something that I mentioned before to people is it's so awesome to actually meet people in real life, and I've met both of you, so, you know, I, I know we've talked about it before, but it was fun to kind of, again, meet more people and whatnot. Um, was that yeah. the first, that's than... not the first time you've met Cash, though, right? It was. I thought you had met him before. Have you met Jibs before? I met Jibs. Okay. Alright, yeah. I was thinking you met Cash. I met, I met Jibs last, like, February. Okay. Um, and then I hadn't met Cash yet, but I met Cash uh, last week. And um, other than that, the only thing I did is uh, <laughs> Toasted Peanut and I managed to squeeze in another Lore Seekers Live, finally. Um, and right now we're currently in pre-production for the 5th anniversary show. So there you go. That's about it with me. It's been a little busy since I haven't been here. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Just just a tap. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've got some news, but before we get into that, I have a little bit of an announcement. Um, it, this may come to as a shock to some people. Uh, it was a bit of a shock to me, um, but this is not ESO related, but I thought maybe it was something to share. Um, apparently, uh, because I thought this person, I, I would have thought that this person lived long enough ago, they've probably been gone for years, but the person responsible for creating throat lozenges recently passed away um and i think they are going to allow people to come visit but just if you do plan on going to the visitation just be aware that there's no coffin at the funeral <laughs> i what? knew it i knew it wasn't what? gonna be a serious announcement <laughs> i knew it i knew that it that wasn't even a good joke I knew it. I knew it. Hey, Gwen. I'm not sure if you remember or not, but I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay. So, getting back on topic with ESO and good and uh, good bad jokes. So, we're going to talk about what I've been doing on the PC side of things. There you go. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, I Get us out of here, Gwen. I, I decided to enter a, uh, a screenshot contest for just giggles, right? This is back when we were doing the Morrowind thing, and the results finally got posted. And so, of course, I'm running around Morrowind. And so I decided uh, it was a uh, themed. It was themed, okay? What was the theme? I'm gonna, I'll tell you a quick little themey bit here. It was 
It was for the Lurch Seekers. Okay, so it was uh, something about um, create an album cover for a Tamrielic Top 40 hit. Okay. I got third yeah. place, which third place is a place. I'll take it, right? Especially when, you know, newbie, P PC newbie doesn't have a lot of gold. So, of course, this all went to, like, my bat is going to, like, my backpack space, which is neat. Uh, so, the name of our album, which I'm really proud of, by the way, is Rage Against the Tribunal by Sixth House Records. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> our songs, uh, with a, a few featured highlighted songs of Keimer Keimer Chameleon, uh, Ain't No Red Mountain High Enough, Sothasil's Dead, Heart of Shore, and Devil and Dagoth. All I can nice. hear is Kama, 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, That's going to be stuck in your neck forever now. Congratulations. Oh, boy. Uh, awesome. So good. So good. Yeah, I I mean, we all know I'm crazy, but uh, I can't seem to find when ICP was in the game or if it was in the game from the beginning or not. But I just, I, I don't know. I feel like I remember there was some sort of a... a block to it, but I can't remember you what. Remember All it back shows in the is... day when you could... I'm, I'm tangenting. No, that's okay. Uh, do you remember back in the day when you could, like, run around Cyrodiil and just walk into the sewers? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, that's what that's what I was talking about. You had to to get into the sewers, you had to control... Well, you could go into the sewers, but there was something about, like, uh, to get to, like, White Gold Tower or to unlock ICP, you had to own something i thought but maybe i'm just i don't recall i don't recall it does say that the quest the original quest for it for the undaunted was disabled as of patch 2.6.4 because that's when they went to one tamriel that would make sense so that would mean that it was there originally but i just i really thought that there was something about it i don't remember it doesn't matter it's it's a complete <laughs> complete thing but different tangent yep but uh anyway there you go so i learned nothing thanks google <laughs> you mean google's not all knowing no but you know who is uh hermes mora oh okay I was about to say Sothasil, because now I have, like, Bella Lugos oh. is dead, but Sothasil is not dead. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That's true, too. <sighs> Amazing. Songs I could listen to forever. Anyway. <laughs> well. Oh, boy. Uh, we have news. There is news we, this week. There's we, a lot of news, but what we do have... There, there is, there is some, there is some news about new things. What kind of new things can can we get these days? Anything new for any of our psychic uh, devices? <laughs> you mean wallpapers? Yeah, that. <laughs> have y'all looked at these yet? I have not. I was gonna. Wow. I was, I was going. Said, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna look at them as we talked about them. So you know. So I could be surprised, and you could get the the live reaction. Ooh. Okay. Well, what's your live reaction? I see. We've got a mushroom and a floaty book. <laughs> oh yeah, but there's way more than that if you go to the media page. Uh, there's a media page. 
Yeah, oh. it's the one that you can click on in the article. Oh, indeed. There we go. All right, so if you want to, if you need some uh, new wallpapers for, you know, your computer or your phone, I'm assuming, uh, tablets or whatever, they've got some stuff you can install. Some of these are pretty cool. Are some of these, are these all <gasps> wallpapers? It's a bunch of like. I don't like, know what some of these you're talking about. I only see two. Uh, you have to click screen, the media page. Yeah, you click the media page, and then there's concept art of Hermaeus Mora's Infinite Realm, Endless Libraries of Apocrypha, and then a bunch of armor, uh, as well as a Necrom concept art. Then if you look at the screenshots, oh. there is a Balsonar, uh, a Companions, uh, Arcanist, you, you Call for Apocrypha. Apocrypha. I, I see yeah. Apocrypha. That, 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 that's and it. that's all the further you're going? Yep. You... I will I'm say I've, tr I've tried to stay kind of uh, blind to the new dungeons. I've not seen Valsunar at all, but I have seen bits and pieces of um, uh, the other one. <laughs> Why am I having a brain fart? Uh, yeah. Scrivener's Hall. That's what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't watched. I haven't watched mechanics. I haven't watched anything like that. I just have like lurked in a few people's streams while um, they've been playing. I've so. been like even heavier on the avoiding stuff on that one. Like I just every time I like I'll watch streams. I love hanging out in streams, but every especially when they first launched, any streamer who was playing those, I'd hang out in the stream. And then once it got to the part like, okay, we're gonna start dungeons now. I'm like, nope. See ya. Apparently the, um, this is not spoilery at all, but apparently Scrivener's Hall, the hard mode, and Vet at that is, um, very, like, decently hard, according to the PC people. Like, like a couple hours hard. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously people will get better and better at it, but, you know, I know there were some Vet groups of lore seekers that were in there in the hard mode the other night for like well over an hour. I remember because they popped in. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are in Discord." Yeah. While you're playing games, and you called it because I was like, "They're gonna be all old people. Get off my lawn! You have your own in-game PlayStation thing." And no, they were happy and we that, were there. It, yeah, and they. It, I, it's almost like you text them to go. You need to prove Gwen wrong. <laughs> and come in here and be like super excited because then two of them did it because there was only the I... three of us running dungeons with a random so then yeah. two different people came in and said yeah. hi and we're all happy I'm like I did not staged. tell them to come in I did not <laughs> tell them to come staged. in but I did tell them that I was going to try and convince you two to play via discord because I wanted to see how it worked so <sighs> I did not pressure them to show up in the chat but I did tell them that we were going to possibly be in the chat uh, because they had already asked me if we had tried it yet. Mm. So, uh, Peanut and Matt were both like, have you tried it on console yet? And I was like, no, but I will. So, um, and afterwards, they were both just excited to have some console peeps in the Discord to talk to. So, I'm yeah. probably going to be hanging out in there more often now, though. Now that yeah, we... for sure. Because, like, I was going to... I thought of that. I thought of hopping into it initially when we hopped on for tonight while I was waiting on you guys. But then mm -hmm. I realized, because we came to that conclusion where we can't record through Discord, I might as well just wait in our regular chat for you. But I'll probably, when I'm just hanging out to play, 
and have a minute. I'll probably start hanging out in the Discord chat, just in case anyone else wants to chat. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, just to, to, so we're uh, clear on, on what we're talking about, uh, for anybody listening that's unaware, uh, Discord recently got, uh, got integrated into PlayStation 5. Uh, where you can use it, you can you can use voice chat in Discord uh, through your console, and it does work pretty well as far as just being able to um, to chat. But be aware if you're planning on using it for any kind of uh, streaming or anything like what we're doing, um, it will only record the audio of the person uh, who is hosting the stream or, or broadcast or whatever. Um, so you can't use it to record. Uh, group chat if you're wanting to record that for you know purposes of uh, putting up on YouTube or a podcast or anything like we're doing uh, so just just be aware of that you still have to use party chat if that's your goal yeah we did or try go through other means <laughs> of you know other equipment things like that so we we did try we wanted to see if it would work yeah yeah there's even a video on the YouTube channel of us trying Discord on PS5, and you only hear me because <laughs> I hosted sounds it. Sounds like never talking to himself. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Um, what I will say really quick for anybody who's not as Discord savvy or not as familiar uh, for our console peeps, particularly on the PlayStation side, and I think it probably works the same on Xbox, to use it, all you simply have to do is open Discord on whatever device it is, whether that be a laptop, a phone, a tablet, whatever it is that you're using, um, you open it up, you tap the channel you want to join, and rather than joining the channel, you um, scroll down on the menu and it will say join on console um, or like uh, switch to console or something like that. And you just click it and it drops you into the chat and then bumps the audio to your console. So. Um, and it, apparently it sounds really good because all the PC people were like, yeah, you sound great. You sound real clear. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So if they ever give us the ability to actually record with it, that would be great. Uh, so um, if anybody is, has has an ear over at Sony or Discord or whoever's responsible for that decision, um, tell them that we need an option to do that so that we can maybe have people from other platforms come on and you know do the show with us sometime. And, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Because that was what we were hoping for. We were hoping that uh, we'd be able to get PC or maybe Xbox folks on and uh, and have them on the show, even though they're not on the same platform with us. And, uh, sadly, that will not be the case at this present time. Bummer. Big old bummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll find a way. There'll be a way at some point. There's always a way. Yeah. Is there a will? No, I was going to say uh, never say never. Never? <laughs> never. Thank you. All right, okay. moving on. Well, earlier you said never mind, <laughs> so I have to mind. What are you mining? No, mind. I have to oh, mind. Yours? She said never mind. I have to mind. I have to listen and obey. Mind, you know, like mind no, your manners, no, mind your parents, no. you know. But I Okay, well, I was going to say, what did you mind? But never mind. I guess I, no I, but I, I don't. I, I, I mind everything now because I, she said never mind. Okay. Anyway. So I have to mind. So when she says never say never, I have to say never. Remember how we were talking about screenshots and yeah. somehow yeah. got here? Yeah. That was a, that was a full-on 
derail right there. I yeah. don't even know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much we can talk about screenshots. I mean, no, I don't. We don't need to talk about it anymore. I just thought it was funny that somehow <laughs> we ended up where we ended up and started on the news and media section <laughs> on the yeah. chat. It's all right. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so we'll move on from wallpapers. Uh, they're there. I'll link them. You can go look. There's other stuff there, too, um, videos and also some uh, music and stuff at the bottom if you click the media link in the page that I will link, and it'll take you there. So, yeah. Next thing up, we have an ESO developers share their love of Morrowind-style people and beasties. I like that they use the word beasties. Like, I haven't watched this yet, but if anyone says they love cliff racers, I know they're lying through their teeth. You don't well, love... The top The top photo is what? I know, that's why I said it. You don't love cliff racers? Uh, oh, I hate cliff racers so much. That the <laughs> achievement of killing a hundred cliff racer... Cliff racer... Cliff <laughs> racers... I did not actually complete until... <sighs> December 6th, this past, December 6th, 2022, and it was purely by accident because I was helping someone else out with a thing. Hmm. I have no idea now if I've I'm gotten that or not. Fast forwarding through it muted to see what pops up. Okay, I see a Guar, I see a Nixad. Let's see. What else? Oh, a Cliff Racer. Oh, there they are. I don't know. Vardvarks? That's Everyone what Dom likes. Vardvarks. Dom loves Vardvarks. Vardvarks. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen to it. It's not a very long video. It's only about four minutes long, so that's cool. Yeah. Definitely have to uh, watch it at some point. Yeah, I'll link that too, since none of us have apparently watched it either. <laughs> um, so this is the kind okay. of show prep you get here, guys. We haven't watched it, but also, what's your favorite? Okay, what's your favorite Morrowind beastie? Then, let's just ask ourselves that question. Um, and what's your favorite like landscape or stylized thing that's particular to Morrowind? Um, I think the giant mushrooms are kind of fun. Uh huh. Um, I do too. And I'm trying to recall can't remember if these things are specific to you know what maybe it's the guar that i'm thinking of so never mind i'm trying to there, you remember the movie tremors did you ever see that yes do you know this the second one had the ones that ran around on two legs right uh yes yes maybe? we're not going to say the name of those though because it is a family-friendly show oh yeah that's uh, true I don't even remember what they were called, so yeah, that's fine. Good. Um, All right. But my, I'm, I was trying to think, is it the guar that looked like those, or is there another creature that I'm thinking the of? The ale. The ale. Oh, the ale. Aelids? That. Yeah. Are those specific to Morrowind? Uh, no, um... I don't know if the Aelids no, are specific. No, because we also get them over in, like, Cyrodiil. Yeah, I was going to say, you get, okay. cause I you get them Because I remember the first time I ran into them was in Oblivion. Okay. You get them in, like, Grotwood, I think, too. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to say they were my favorite anyway. I was just going to say that they made me think of the that movie. That they're ugly? That they made me think of Tremors. <laughs> and, you know, Tremors was a 
good big part of my childhood, you know, watching that mm -hmm. with my dad. But um, they, anyway, they look more like a stylized Yoshi. But sure, mm, that's true. Okay. What about you, Gwen? What do you like? You're asking me what I like about Morrowind? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but I hate it. Uh, that actually brings up a lot of questions, though, because knowing what I know about mushrooms and knowing how much sunlight and stuff that place gets, and then plus with the heat and the volcanoes, how are those mushrooms as big as they are and lasting as long as they do when normally mushrooms like pop up throughout the night with the dew and stuff, and then they like Super die human. in the morning during the heat? Superhuman. And just the sunlight existing. I mean, the people walk around wearing like crab bug armor, so you know. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> think. Let's think about who controls uh, Morrowind. It's it's you know. You're right, though. No, no, she's at, she has a point because the bug armor, which means large bugs, which means more of a dense ozone and thick mm -hmm. air, in order for them to grow that big. So that might isn't have they, an effect on is it. Is it the Ashlanders? Which tribe is it that they're... Isn't it like a giant crab body or something? Is that Morrowind? That's Morrowind, right? That is uh, Morrowind. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Mud crabs on steroids. Yeah. Well, I was going to well, say think... that, you know, given who controls it and the, the tribunal and, and all of that stuff, maybe it's not even a real place. It's just a big acid trip. Ha! <laughs> Well, I suppose could be, could yeah. be. You know, magic be. mushrooms. Yeah. My favorite Morrowind animals are probably the Vardvarks, regardless how yeah. short of a life they have on ta on on Nern. And my favorite scenery is probably um, all of the ancestral tombs. Mmm. That's cool. That's definitely very different. Alright, uh, what about you? I think for me... Mm, yeah, I probably like Vardvarks. I like Vardvarks. I think they're super cute. Um, I do like... I like the large mushrooms, but I don't like the ones that are all, like... I don't know. That look like actual fungus, <laughs> for lack of better words. I know all mushrooms are, but I like the ones that are, like, a little more, like high fantasy looking you know that are kind they kind of remind me of like the alice in wonderland style that are just like a stalk and then a big mushroom cap i think those are really fun when they have those in morrowind but um actually one of my favorite things and i know they're not your favorite gwen but i really like going into um vivek city and looking at all of the tile work that's in the top of the canton oh, the tile work is great it actually yeah, reminds I'm... me of um Zelda in Ocarina of Time when you're running around yeah. in like the Zoroa area it just feels yeah. like a beach house and is super relaxing which is the best part because it's the opposite of the rest of the icky volcano red mm -hmm. stuff yeah the cantons themselves are confusing as all get out until you learn like how the stair systems work and stuff in them but like the top of Vivek's palace and some of the other ones that have like um, you know the grocers and all those things in it that have that really beautiful tile work in the top, I think are so cool. And then to be honest, I think my other favorite animal is probably the stilt striders. You know what? You didn't say cliff racers, so we're I good. did not. I even though the stilt striders look so weird, they remind me of the concept of like giant camels. Because they're very hardy, 
they transport people from place to place and then the way that the like caravan is that's set up on their back when you go on the top of the towers just reminds me of like having kind of like a middle eastern or like a sort of gypsy which actually that's probably not an appropriate uh word to use anymore but you know like a like a romani caravaner caravaner sort of vibe um so yeah, I like I like the still striders. I think they're cool. I also think that they make a really interesting noise. That weird like sort of mooing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really a moo, but hungry stomach. It, yeah, it's just kind I of tried a weird. To think of it. And it's kind of a weird I... echo. Like <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I tried to think of it, and I couldn't think of it because my brain just hopped to like Cricketune from Pokemon because it's a weird <laughs> bug noise. <laughs> So, anyway, I think they're kind of fun. They, they also look really weird, because they have abnormally long legs, but that's okay. They have to walk big distances very quickly. They're good, though. Yeah. I think it's interesting how you thought camels, when since they're so large, I normally would just assume people would think, like, elephants. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I, for me, I just get, like, camel vibes. I, I, I don't know why. I just do. It's the mushrooms. I think it's the dispro- actually, honestly, <laughs> it's the mushroom. I actually think what why it reminds me of a camel is how disproportionate they are. Because to me, I feel like camels, as animals, look just slightly disproportionate. Because they have extremely long legs, and then kind of a, a small body for their height, right? So that's what I feel like the stilt striders remind me of. They have really, like, super long legs, and then they're kind of stocky in the body. Whereas an elephant, to me, feels more evenly distributed. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> Do you know if if not for the uh, mushrooms in Morrowind, that area would probably be, probably be pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be I no agree. fun guy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, this is what you oh. get from me. Dad jokes every chance I get. Sorry, can't help it. I could help it. Uh, not. Anyway. Um, you know, another thing I, I think is kind of neat about Morrowind, um, and it ties back into, <clears throat> I guess, the lore, and um, is, you know, the, the, is it asteroid? What is the thing, the, the thing falling? Bardow? Giant rock? Yeah. That thing. Yeah, put Put there by good old Shagorath. Yeah. Vex, the one holding it up. Yeah. That's the whole, like, quest line there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Shagorath thing. Of course it was a mm-hmm. Shagorath thing. Yep. Yeah, I think that, uh, you're talking about just, like, scenery and, you know, whatever. I about, do like Bardow. Uh, I think that's kind of a, kind of a cool thing. Uh, that that's loom. one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. From Morrowind. It has its own song. It does. Nice. I haven't I actually played through the quest. Shadow of Bardow or something like that? Well, that's fitting. Yeah, nice I started that soundtrack. quest on another character, but then switched to this character as a main and never finished uh, going through it on the other characters. So at some point, maybe, I'll get back around to I'll just start <laughs> over and do it on this character. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Um... Anything else as far as favorite stuff about Morrowind? Hmm. Naryu? 
Naryu. Naryu is I'm not gonna cool. say Naryu, but I'm pretty sure most people would say Naryu. So we gotta throw that in there. And everybody's happy because they finally got their, uh, hair. Veya hair. Veya hair. hair. Everyone wants Veya hair. It looks doesn't look good like on any crash on my character. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. anyway. Don't think it would look good on my Khajiit, so. You should try it. Mm, pass. Not All my right. not my flavor. <laughs> um, yeah. So. All right. Well, again, I'll also link that, and uh, you can go check that video out. See what the devs have to say about it. Um, see what some of their favorite stuff about Morrowind is, and um, just another thing they're doing to get uh, people kind of hyped and ready for the upcoming. Uh, chapter. Heck so, yeah! Which will be here pretty soon. It's coming up in June. So things I, go by faster than we think. Yeah. I might. We might get to play it, Gwen. We don't know. Oh yeah, that's next month, right? I'm so excited. Naughty. It's, we didn't it's less you, than a month. A it's the twentieth, like, and it's on the twelfth. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that is less than a month now because it is the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. You said it's the twentieth and it's the nineteenth for us. Time travel. <laughs> I know. Sorry. You're a day closer. It's not fair. Cool. Speaking well, of time travel, just kidding. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of time travel, House Telvanni is pretty powerful with magic, so they could probably time travel. Lore Master Archive time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we go. Nice little segue. I was about to say we're done with the news. Let's do that. So go for it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's a great That's a great segue, too. Never. Gwen, and didn't you say you wanted to read that? Quiet. Oh, I'm just... <laughs> uh, give me a second. Sheesh. <laughs> oh, my. Are we out of practice? Do we, oh. do, do we even podcast, bro? I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, we do, but we don't practice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Story I'm teasing. time. Story time. Yeah. The uh, Loremasters Archive this time was on House Tilvani. Pretty exciting. And I, I think we know somebody who wants to do a, a Diva uh, Fear uh, uh, reading. <laughs> oh, you're giving me the gigglies. You're making it hard. I'm sorry. It's okay, so uh, shall, shall I answer or shall I read the questions or never? Yeah, Would you, you like to read the questions? Yeah, you uh, guys can take turns reading the questions, but I'll do the Diva Fear part. Okay. Well, I will try to. I didn't get a chance to actually look up his voice again in practice, but I, okay. I, I think I got kind of close. His fangirls can judge me. <laughs> All right. All right, well, I'll, I'll lead you in. I'll read this one-liner at the top, okay? Are you ready? It says, Gain greater insight into the mysterious and powerful Hells Telvani with an all-new Loremaster's archive from the great sorcerer, Divithir himself. I am Divithir, greatest mage of our era, Master of extraplanar travel, renowned scholar of Daedric artifacts, and generous patron to the University of Gwim, I have been asked as part of the University's ongoing series to provide you, the layperson, with knowledge about the wider world. 
If you are reading this, it is my assumption you have wits enough to understand the import of my words. Settle yourself and attend. The subject in discussion today is the great house Telvanni. In truth, I imagine I was the only individual of any import who deigned to respond to the submitted questions. Take my words as truth or don't. It matters very little to me. My only goal in responding to those inquiries is to somewhat lift the veil of secrecy on the greatest of the great houses of Morwind, to provide beyond a shadow of a doubt the primacy, power, and position in the world. House Telvanni stands alone. If you learn nothing else here today, learn that. You want me to start? Sure. That's an Argonian name there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> As House Telvanni always controlled the area surrounding Necrom, or has that land changed hands multiple times throughout history? I get the impression the political map of Morrowind is always shifting, with the different Dunmer houses enforcing ancestral claims, purchasing or inheriting land, and finding many ways to manipulate their way to the top. What's the history of this so-called Telvanni Peninsula in that regard? In reviewing the submitted questions, the issue, this issue of geography and politics seems paramount in importance. It arose in several questions in various ways. Let's deal with this directly. Maps are tools, nothing more, nothing less. Standing in the Ashlands, a wayfinding map is a tool of survival, able to assist you in finding your way to safety. Similarly, a ship's map may aid a sailor in finding a calm harbor far from home, but political maps? Maps that claim to represent the truth of land claimed by a force, a blade, and spell? These maps aren't tools for the reader, they're tools for the mapmakers. They speak of great strength when perhaps none exists. They speak of boundaries and borders that may exist only in the minds of people burdened by over heavy crowns. To offer a contemporary example, have you ever seen a map of the front in the war between the three alliances? Do you believe that map was accurate for more than a day at most? And as always, remember that every written thing you read is subjective, even the words of Divithir. This is all context. With that in place, the historian's questions are easily answered. The great houses have skimmished to the claim the length and breadth of the peninsula in the same way they have warned to ward for control of Vardenfell or Stonefalls or Deshaun. Any maps that claim to fully represent political control of a reign as heavily contested as Morrowind are guidelines at best. Even today, as the Three Banners War rages, my people continue their great game of strike and counter-strike. Gloved hands grip gl- gilded blades as the strong vie to rule the weak. All that said, would be I would be remiss in not issuing a firm and clear warning. Anyone claiming that, house, that the great house Telvanni is not master of its domain is sorely mistaken. It is called the Telvanni Peninsula, for the house controls the whole of the territory from its base to its tip, crowned by the island palace of Port Telvanus beyond. The city of Necrom, of course, is a somewhat complicated subject, which I will address on. But if you have reason to fear the great house, do not sail for Firewatch. Stay far from Gorm. House Telvanni's rule within these borders is undisputed, and its reach, its power, its vengeance is a terrible thing to behold. Why are there quite a few Telvanni using the Magister title? 
As the Telvanni title of Magister is when you announce you deserve to be an Archmagister over the current one, and there's quite a few Telvanni being called Magister, like Dreitha, Therana, Gothrin, and Shelreni Barrow in the Telvanni Peninsula. An understandable confusion. Titles in House Telvanni are not inherited. They are not granted, bequeathed, bought, sold, or traded. They are earned. They are taken. And if you do not have the strength, the will, the political acumen to hold that title, well, there's always another eager house member behind you waiting to claim what is rightfully theirs. Well, in the past, claiming the title Magister could be seen as a threat. That gilded blade again. Archmagister Nellos or Othieri has actually encouraged the greatest of the house to take on this title as they think they can defend it. Othieri's hand is a steady one upon the great ship that is Telvanni. In this age of three alliances, the great majors of the house have little interest in the ponderous work of politics that the Archmagister title would necessitate. In truth, Nelos, like all scholars, wishes to be left alone to accomplish his own studies. Further complicating this is the reality that beneath the Telvanni Council proper, a number of ad hoc conclavers and assemblies form regionally as required. Nothing in the Great House can be accomplished without furious debate, after all, and, if needs be, a bit of fire and brimstone to clarify any conscientious points. In short, the magisters are dangerous, self-selecting nest of snakes that greatly enjoy their station and power, and nom nominally make ready to put forth a new leader should the need arise. A nest of snakes, I might add, I have no interest in joining, and by making myself plainly heard, Shalorini Baro. Two Telvani walk into a corner club. Are they allowed to stay, or do they get kicked out? The traditional answer to this joke inside the great house is they stay, they buy the building, everyone inside, and work the loudest of the lot to death. I think it's rather quite funny. It is something of an open secret that there are a great number of downright heretical members of the House Tilvani who spurn the tribunal. How does the House keep themselves from the ire of the Ordinators? Heresy in the eye of the beholder. Do you think the Master of Morrowind is kept awake at night by the thought members of House Tilvani do not worship at his feet? In truth, the Ordinators are welcome within Tilvani lands, as long as they aren't on official business. No one can truly know the mind of a god, not even one such as myself, but I believe the respect the Great House has for the Tribunal is reciprocated, or, to borrow a phrase I heard from my groundskeeper the other day, we tend our stocks and they tend theirs. Honor to your house, sir. A week ago, I met a mage of your house from Sadrith Mora, who rode one of the strangest beasts I've ever seen. It looked like a horse, those mammals from the west, but it was made from spores and fungi. And as much as that is puzzling itself, I'm curious why one would shape it after that instead of something belonging to our own great fauna such as Guar, Nixox, or a Silthopper. One of the privileges of being Archmagister is you need not explain yourself. I was in the room when Nellos himself outlined the specifications for this creature to his quarter of Might Quartages, the best in Morwind. Based on my limited knowledge of the Archmagister's past, I would hazard he took a liking to the horse during one of his sojourns in Wayrest Sentinel or High Isle. As an aside, I have never met a person who more enjoyed 24 Raven Pie. 
ability to dismantle a whole serving with merely his fingers and a fork speaks to an impressive understanding of transfiguration magics. With Necrum being one of the holiest cities in Morrowind, where is the presence of Inderil said to closely be tied to the temple and therefore Necrum? Has the land around Necrum always been Telvanni, or has it passed hands over the centuries? An excellent question and an amusing name. We have certainly discussed the Quintok's nature of political control in the region. I will not rehash that subject, but Necrom is a unique situation worth elaborating on. As part of the Great House Tavani's choice to reject the Ebonheart Pact, a choice I was consulted on naturally, the issue of Necrom was immediately dealt with. Necrom has stood as the spiritual heart of, region of regional ancestor worship since before the houses were formed. It has been claimed in campaign after campaign over the centuries, a worthy prize to any that can hold it. The council understood that the new reality of House Tavani's extraterritoriality would not withstand the cultural need for my people to visit their honored dead. And so, one of the first sessions arranged between the barristers of the Pact and the barristers of the Great House was dedicated to Necrom's nominal independence. Necrom was held in trust by the Keepers of the Dead, the vigilant attendants to the city and the necropolis beneath. Any who wish to honor their ancestors are welcome there, be they Indoril, Radaran, or otherwise. The Great House Tavani recognizes the important cultural significance of the city, and its great pride that we ensure safe passage for any pertinence seeking to reach the city of the dead. I know that Dunmer inter their remains in ancestral family tombs, or in a city of the dead like Necrom, where they can later be summoned to communicate with their descendants. But do non-Dunmer people who, say, got married into a Dunmer house, be also afforded these privileges, and also communicate with their descendants even though they are not Dunmer themselves? Ah, uh, a progressive. As with so many things in the Ashlands, the answer to this question depends on where and when you ask it. Traditionally, smaller communities maintain a hard and fast rule against non-Dark Elves being interned with their family crypts. Larger cities, like Mournhold or Ebenhard, are more open-minded. But, even in those cosmopolitan communities, you're unlikely to find more than a handful of foreign names on the plaques beside a tomb. I'm unfamiliar with how the Keepers of the Dead feel about such arrangements, but having had the displeasure of speaking with one of their curates, who had the imaginative function of a particularly slow-witted guar, my guess is they're not thrilled. I support whatever choice a venerated family might make, of course. I'd suggest asking ancestors directly what their opinion might be. After all, a prospective outlander addition to the family crypt is joining an august and revered congregation, one which might have strong feelings on the matter. I am curious to the House Telvani traditions and ceremonies of the remains of members of the House. Do they differ from the practices of other houses? What is the Telvani belief if the remains of the dead are not interred properly? Are the spirits of their dead able to move on if their remains are intentionally held away from said tombs? I'm just a curious, law-abiding Argonian. How droll. I would be speaking terrorously with university editors about the propriety and framing of these questions going forward. The Great House sits in a position of primacy regarding Dark Elf funerary traditions. Some elders within the house claim that their observances predate the Battle of the Mountain, and in fact are pure distillation of Chimeric ancestor worship with only slight adaptations for this modern era. 
You need only look to the writings of St. Vorius to see why House Savani understands that the proper veneration of the dead is just is a sacred charge. Justice is ephemeral, duty is slavery, trade and culture are ash in the bonfire of history. Binding yourself to these ephemeral concerns is false honor, false faith. Those who came before us gave all that they were to carve a path with their bones and their blood. Our ancestors demand we rise above temporal concerns to take power in our grasp and continue the long march of destiny. Your prayers mean nothing. Your offerings mean nothing. It is the forceful expression of will that gives true honor to the ancestors. St. Forrest, the Immoral. A bit direct for my liking, but you cannot deny the truth in his words. There are a series of tombs mentioned to be in the vaults of the city of Necrom called the Indigo Scrolls. Is there anything you can share on the knowledge contained within these tomes? For centuries, knowledge that the Indigo tombs, e tomes even existed was a closely held secret. Their offhand and mentioned by that imbecile Tanion in his pro propagandist work of fiction has caused the keepers of the dead a small amount of grief. But, as always, the Great House stands ready to assist Necrom with any security issues it might encounter. I would have ignored this question entirely, but an apprentice I'm working with seeks veneration within the house by means of far-scrying divinity magics. I thought it might prove an interesting challenge. I am a harsh master, but a fair one, and their failure would have resulted in only a minor punishment. Happily, they succeeded. I look forward to addressing your inquiry with a personal conversation. Please let this be a lesson that an unembellished pen name will not save you from House Talvani. If the original Vardvarks are collectively a failed result of a Telvani experiment gone awry, what was the intended outcome? What chimeric disaster were they expecting to make? It is my understanding that Magister Varkanel was attempting to create a kind of domesticated predator. Initial trials were aimed at using Ashland stock to transfigure something similar to the small felines found in households across the western part of the continent. Further experimentation would have increased its size and ferocity in an effect to create a novel kind of war beast. Falconel's failure is no doubt one of the most successful accidents in history of the Great House. The Archmagister at the time gave the doting father the honor of expanding his experimentation to allow for a proper breeding program, and of course with to expand the Vardvark line with additional colorations and configurations. I believe they've even developed large-scale beasts suitable for acting as pack animals or riding mounts, though I'm unsure where in the process that effort might be. The Telvani are known for their talented mages, and perhaps most powerful among them is Divyath Fur, who is compared to the likes of Shalador and Vanus Galarian. Do you know of any figures from my, Be my Breton race that I can look up to that measure up to their power and or accomplishments, perhaps even within Great House Telvani? First and foremost, you have my compliments for choosing such an appreciative way to request this information, Lady Ashcroft. Your, fe your fellow question writers could have taken a page from your, t from your tome, contextualizing your two goals within the framework of charming ubiquitousness. The comparison to Archmage Galarian is apt but short-sighted. The Mage's Guild is a halfway house for those with the magical aptitude to slowly float a quill over a parchment, or light the lanterns and wayrest with incantations of dark elf child masters before their tenth year. In short, Blackwoods. 
that a talent like Venus Galarian was shackled himself to that sprawling bedface to mediocrity proves that wisdom is no requirement for arcane power. Your touchstone to Shalador is more complimentary, but still flawed. The master of the Labyrinthian ultimately fell victim to short-sighted sentimentality. I do share agreement with some of his older writings about the role of spellcasters in civilized society. However, he also has the dubious distinction of owing me more outstanding favors than half of House Tavani combined. I will eventually come to collect, old man. Count on it. You Bretons have a reputation for mystical aptitude, but I would argue that the cost of that success has been a lack of lasting impact on the greater magical community. I could find numerous instances in, of mage so-and-so making a splash with war magics for a few decades and then dying, or a great divinator prognosticating portentous events and then dying. Breton mages burn brightly, but briefly. I suppose a sad commentary on the lifespan your uncaring gods have gifted you people. A gift, then, for you and the rest of your covenant kin seeking validation in the wider world. Research Sage Vornet, a scholar of the First Era who has come down to you is little more than a footnote, but was a keen and masterful manipulator of the magical arts in his time. The adventures and prominence of the man known to history is... Gairon Vardengrot, that was not his true name, are vastly overblown by tale-telling, but speak to a powerful and wise Breton mage, and while I find the ethos of the druid cult to be pedestrian in the extreme, the druid king Kasorian was a powerful was as powerful spellweaver as any to be found in the Dereni culture his people fled from. This will have to satisfy for now. Please direct any follow-up correspondence to the university in my care. Perhaps if you found this educational, another exchange might be possible again in the future. If I can leave readers with a word of advice, it's this. I have lived for thousands of years without melancholy or misanthropy because I have always found something to engage my keen mind. Find hobbies, engage your faculties, stay curious, and never, ever cheat at Albani. And there we have it. Woohoo! There it is. Thanks for all of our uh, readers coming on and uh, uh, getting these questions out so we can get these answers. I um, ha thank God my mic was muted when you started in as the Argonian. I, oh my gosh. I would have ruined the entire episode. I Like, uh, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never. Let me tell you right now. You doing voice acting, it really helps me keep in character with Daisy and Fear because sometimes you do those voices and I just go into like that weird like death glare type of face and that really helps. That really helps keep that move. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm just trying to do my part. Glad I could help. Amazing. Uh. Oh my goodness. That was a good one. That was a really good Loremasters archive. That was solid. I liked it. Like, and very, I hate very, to feel fear. Very fun reading. <laughs> yeah, he's so, like, snobby. I mean, I'm not a fan for other reasons, but sure. Well, yeah, there are, of course. But I'm just saying, like, he's very <laughs> pompous even in the reading. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, of he course. He, that, like, he's earned the right to be pompous. So yes, there are definitely other him, reasons. Like, he, definitely has, <laughs> he definitely has the right to be pompous. So, 
fair, but Gosh. yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we got, he was the one reading it. That was actually fun. Yeah. It was better than Narcissus Dragon, because, yeah, that would have also been more fun, but. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, fun bless, times. Bless Narcissus Dragon. Please let the next Loremasters Archive be Narcissus Dread narrating. If anyone's listening, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> Please. Oh, hold on. Pause for just a moment. They can hear you, I think. No, they can hear me, but not you. Well, that's what you thought last time, but they could hear us in the episode, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll I guess we'll find. Nothing. I guess we'll find out. I feel like Narciss Dren did a Lore Masters archive. I'm actually going back to look now to see if I can find it. I will Lore. totally reread an old nurse. <laughs> Lore <sighs> Masters archive. I'm on the forum, and I want to see. Uh, House Tavani. That was today. Druid Circles, Slave Rebellion. Oh wow, that was in 2015. That's from Abner Tharn. Now are the lessons of Abner Tharn. Now, uh, Abner Tharn. I have to go back through. <sighs> what is this one? Oh no. The Archaeology and Races of Tamriel? What? Oh boy. It was in August of 2015. By Lady Clarisse Laurent. Clarisse Laurent. Good old Lady Laurent. Alright. Are you back? I am back. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't Welcome. think it takes too long. I don't think it would miss too much, but it's whenever you're at, um, I, like, the title I screen, I think. It doesn't let you record uh, party audio at that point or something. I don't know. So I wasn't there very long. So now we should be good. Hmm. Uh, so uh, for those listening later, uh, sorry. <laughs> he didn't move his camera enough. I, I had been, actually, but sometimes that's not reliable. Mm hmm. I move it every couple minutes. Yeah, I just stand shift. up and sit down sometimes. Shift my camera angles a little here and there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that was a that was a cool cool read there, and uh, a lot of lot of stuff to dig in. We even talk some more about Vark Varks again, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's great that it explains, it goes to expand and explain why they were given, because um, they go back on the original creator, and then it also hints at potentially getting like Vard Vard mounts and stuff later, and it explains why the different um, colors were allowed, and that why the exper experiment grew instead of it just being the end with that last, the one Vard Vard. Because we never really get that until this. It's very true. It's very true. I also think it's great. It does hint at we could potentially end up with Bardvark mounts. 
A Vardvark? Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you imagine a giant Vardvark? Give me a giant mossy Vardvark. Let's go. Hmm. Could be fun. Could be. Could be <clears> terrifying <throat> to see one of them things running at you with its little snout wiggling back and forth. Also that. Also that. <laughs> yeah. I bet we see it. I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see it. We'll have to find out. Maybe, maybe ESO two. <laughs> maybe. There's maybe. a there's a thought. There's a thought. We can we can dive into that another time. But at some point, do we think there will be an ESO two? Like, I think at some point they they kind of have to move on, right? I think they will have to do that when they get to the point where there's too much code. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I don't know. This game was in production for, like, eight years or something, I think, before. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. If they do, it most definitely will be next-gen only. And PC only, I would, I would gather. Yeah, and that might be the point that they decide to go ahead and uh, mm -hmm. do cross-play and all that stuff. But anyway, like I said, right. we can we can dive into that another time. Just a thought that popped into my head. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I guess that pretty well wraps up everything we have in the notes outside of our usual announcements and such. Do we have any new yep. announcements? Pretty much the same things. Nope, same things. Uh, Mondays with Moki? <laughs> Fishing or Cyrodiil flex event, um, 8 p.m. Start to group probably around 7.30. You can sign up in the um, Lore Seekers Discord in the PlayStation uh, calendar sign-up channel. Um, yeah, uh, come get your Master Angler achievement or, you know, work on other achievements. That's the great thing about that event. Um, Treacherous Tuesdays. We do have sign-ups for those currently as well for this coming week. Uh, feel free to use the sign-ups of who's expressed interest to form groups. Um, it's not like an official, like, this is a group at this time, because then we'd have to have way more of those invites than just one. Uh, but at least if you can express interest in, like, hey, I'm a person that wants to run on this particular, uh, you know, build or whatever, um, or in this particular role, then people know and you can get a hopefully a party built together to be able to do uh, like lore runs of the dungeons and whatnot. Um, Wednesday night trials are currently on hold, but never say never. Uh, you know, um, if there is content that you would like never. to complete, <laughs> if there is content that you would like to complete, definitely let someone know and we will see about um, potentially trying to get something uh, going for you for that. Um, and then the last one that we currently have is our Fearless Friday with Arthuria Dragoon. That one is at 8 p.m. as well. Um, so grouping starts before that. So, yeah. Those are our current guild announcements slash events at the moment. Um, if you have an idea for any events or anything like that, please feel free to reach out to one of us either via Discord, Twitter, email, whatever works best for you. Um, and uh, talk to us about it because we'd love to hear your ideas if you're not a member of the guild and you want to be so you can participate in these things or you know come up with new things or whatever you can join the guild by heading over to loreseekers.club 
and there's links to mm -hmm. everything there uh, and you can also just go to our direct link <coughs> discord.gg slash loreseekers ESO um, pretty simple uh, quick little process to get into the guild join the discord get invited in game and uh, come hang out we are on PlayStation Xbox and PC and largely um, in all uh, all servers PlayStation and Xbox uh, EU servers I think are uh, a little slim at the moment but pretty quiet uh, yeah. yeah but they do exist and um, if you want to come help out with those things that's uh, something to consider there as well uh, so as stated you can reach out to us through Twitter and email and all those things um, Gwen where would they find us there at Snark Podcast. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you're watching us right now on Twitch or YouTube, um, you can also look us up on podcasts uh, and check out the audio format. I usually try to have that up Wednesday and uh, have the links that we talk about in the show uh, posted in that. And if you're listening to this later and would like to catch future episodes live, you can go to twitch.tv slash snug podcast or search snug podcast on YouTube. Usually Sundays uh, about 11 to 1130 Eastern time is when we start. Um, Typically. Yeah. Sometimes it, it may be a little, a uh, little earlier or a little bit later because life is hectic and we just start when we can. Um, but you can come hang out with us there and uh, yeah. So come check it out. And if you like what you hear, do all those things that helps other people find us, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think that does it for this week. Anything else, ladies? Nope. Nope. Not that I can think of. Awesome possum. Well, until next time, everyone have a great week. And we will catch you on the next show. And so you don't have to edit me in. Sleep well, Tamriel. Oh my gosh, is that what you did? Is that why you had the candy? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Maybe yeah. I'll just go back in and edit it in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that, such a mess. That won't make it awkward at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, just like this outro. Uh, never. Never, never, never. Uh, all all right. right, well. Bye. Bye. Bye.